Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hey, hey, hey. We are back with your recap, and it's Friday. I don't know when you're listening to this, and Nicki Minaj is going to be coming for me asking me to sing in my dreams, but. Well, if if you're Candace, it's in your nightmare that she's asking you to sing, but tomato, tomato. Very, very, very true. But Fancy Pants is back. Let's talk. Mm, Let's talk OC. Okay. I will just start off by saying this is not going to be a great season. I think we all can accept that. The people who are like, oh my gosh, this is like how OC used to be. No, like we are missing Tamara. I don't think we're missing Vicky, but we're definitely missing Tamara. I will say, I think this is going to be significantly better than last season, but the bar was set so low that. I mean, yeah, it was like pandemic, <laughs> the beginning of the pandemic. And then you had, you know, microaggressions from Kelly Dodd and you, had, you just had too, like just too much going on. Nobody really seemed like they were truly friends. I still feel like it's very, we're being very forced with these new housewives like Dr. Jen, like, okay, you met, you met her at Bronwyn's vow renewal and she offered to do work for you. Like that one, that seems kind of rude. Like, I don't know. Maybe she said it in a nice way, but I'm like, if I were Gina, I'd be like, wait a minute, why is a stranger offering me like free plastic surgery? Like, am I that ugly? Which Gina is not. You guys, Um, you guys know, we've always been supportive of Bronwyn, especially when she's like, I feel like the Bravo account number one person to be hated on because I guess she's an easy target in that sense. But these are her friends. Noella and Jen Armstrong are her friends. That part to me is like, it's just weird not having Bronwyn even there as a friend of. I understand a lot of people's um, dislike for her, but based on our personal experiences that we've had with her, she's always been lovely and very, very kind to us. So well, it's I just don't weird. Even think it, I don't even think it matters for this if you like Bronwyn or not. I mean, she was brought up a few times, but it it is, I think because she's not there and she truly is friends with these two women that they decided to bring on the show, it just feels very forced and weird how they're, they're bringing them in. And also a little bit of tea. There's a lot of people saying that Nicole James was supposed to be a housewife. And then after like filming, they decided to demote her to friend up. She actually starts to back out of filming midway through and ends up not liking being a housewife. And I think because they already had footage of her and she already had signed on and agreed to be part of it, they just kind of kept her in as a friend of. So um, there's a little tea there, but I just feel like Maybe Nicole and Fancy Pants really were at one point friends. It feels really odd that like we didn't see her at more of, you know, Heather's parties, but whatever. She was at one thing and they were friends many, many years ago. And now they're being friends again. And that's bringing in Noella. And um, through Gina, we are bringing in Dr. Jen, which let's also just address the elephant in the room. It seems like both of them are headed for divorce. Noella, we know is. 
And then Dr. Jen, like I felt like her marriage just seemed, it just seemed very odd to me. And it felt like they had a very much like a, a business relationship. Like what's your schedule? Here's my schedule. Don't leave me alone with the kids. And like, I'm just kind of over couples coming onto the show mid-divorce. Their relationship to me just felt like someone who's not comfortable with their masculinity, even after all these years of Jen being the breadwinner. Like it just seemed like little, little digs. Also, can I just say how he spell his name? Ryan with like the, with an E-N. Wasn't it with an E-N? It the feels very like California. Yes. I was just like, what? I was like, what the fuck? This guy. This guy clearly grew up in Laguna Beach. This guy, this guy. Yeah. Um, No, but I'm with you. I think, I think as viewers and as veteran OG housewife viewers, you can smell a divorce from a mile away and it is annoying. It's a, it's a tale as old as time when you see housewives come on the show when knowing that they're going to end up separating from their significant other. Yeah. I just was like, all right, here we go again. But I will say, I mean, there's definitely a, a lighter feel to it. Um, I mean, the biggest drama that we know so far being set up is did Nicole sue Terry Debro? Shannon being typical Shannon, I can't decide if she's one of those people that like you need to have in every franchise, even though you don't like them, or if she really is just not needed at all. It's the whole bringing stuff up and then freaking out. Like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. I'm like, if you're going to be the villain, which in some situations Shannon is, you got to kind of like own it and be okay with it and not back away from it. And Shannon can't accept being the villain, but she sometimes has villain-like tendencies. She definitely does. She has it in a very, I feel like a classic housewife, like a, I get like Southern vibe. She's trying to be like a Kyle, but she's not a Kyle because she's not fun and goofy when she's not stirring the pot and walking away. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I think Shannon, when she's fun, she's a good time. And I'm all for, I think, and I've said this, and this is going to me on my soapbox. I think we have to have housewives that people may not like. I think it's okay. I don't think there's always going to be a cast where everyone loves everybody. So I do feel like we as viewers need to step off unless they have problematic tendencies. (laughs) We need to step off of like wanting to oof and fire everyone because look at us, we're missing Tamara now and everything. So I feel like Shannon serves a purpose, but I'm with you. I think she needs to kind of just accept it after all these years of being on the camera. Um, She needs to just know that the shit's going to get out. Like it's not a surprise. (laughs) It's going to get out. Yeah. You're on camera. So you say something, it's going to happen. It's going to get out. Yeah. The producers are watching you like, don't ask, don't give me that Taylor Swift surprise face. So yeah, I just think it also just really makes me miss Tamara, especially seeing all the drama that's going on on, on, um, the inner interwebs and the comment threads, Tamara's chirping at Shannon and saying how she's horrible. And it's crazy how these housewives haven't been on the show. Tamara hasn't been on and now like what, two seasons, two, three seasons. And yes. she still feels like very part of the show. I I agree. Um, I definitely agree. It, it feels like she's missing. I think she is kind of, especially with Heather coming back. I think Heather is so obnoxious, so showy with her wealth and her things. And Gina is kind of like a, a Tamara 2.0 and that she's going to be the person that's like 
oh my God, I don't even know if I can be friends with you. This is so ridiculous. You're so over the top. But the way Tamara would deliver some of the digs to her and bring her back to earth, I just, I loved the balance of the two of them. So I, I really am missing Tamara, but I will say Gina's reaction to the house was all of us. I mean, first of all, it is just a ginormous home. When she's trying to say that she feels like it's not over the top, it's just a little bit, it's like what everyone else has just a little bit bigger. It's 22,000 square feet. That is like, I don't know what the average American home is. I'm going to say it's somewhere around like 2,500, 2,200 square feet. My home is 1,700 square feet. And in my next home, I want it to be 3,000. <laughs> That's like how much more space I want. I yeah. Know. I mean, I, I live in an old home, so we have a lot of square footage, but it's like a weird setup, but, uh, it, I just, 22,000 is a lot of square feet. Like that's, that's more than just like, oh, it's slightly bigger. It's just, a, it's bigger. I mean, all the rooms, I will say like, there was a lot of comments on like, they didn't love the the style and the decorate, like the way the, like the decor and the decorations. I do think it was very Heather Dubrow. Like I definitely, after watching her and knowing her for so many years, this is kind of how I pictured it to be. It was just a lot of over the top ridiculousness, the etched window with the birds and the frozen eggs. I mean, it just, it's so ridiculous. This is what happens when you just have too much money and you can just do this shit. But I will say that being said, I could live in her garage and just use her pool every day and be one of the happiest people alive. Oh yes. You know who I would love? This needs to be like an after show idea just because I think she would be so shady without even knowing that she's being shady is Kathy Hilton touring Heather DeBros. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean the old money versus new money. It would just be so funny for her. How to oh. incredible. With I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like smiling. I want that. I'm going to manifest it. That would be hilarious. Like an after show thing. Come on, Bravo. It would be really great. I, I would love it. it. But I mean, see. well, Bravo can't even afford Kathy right now. So I don't know if we're going to get an after show, but I keep manifesting it. One more thing about OC that I have to say. Because we did kind of break the story that Shane did not pass the bar. You know, he was taking it on the show and people like, we should have the results by now. And so this was like, God, probably two years ago or a year and a half ago. I spent an entire day evaluating all of the results, seeing like, you know, did he retake the test? All these things. But turns out Shane, even though he originally failed, they decided because of COVID to, I mean, just the way the bar has been lowered on the quality for OC, the bar has been lowered to actually pass the California bar. And Shane is officially a lawyer. It made me laugh. I love that Gina said, can I make fun of him for this? Like, and Emily was like, oh yeah, I will say I, if I were Shane, I would have been like, Emily, why the hell did you say that? Can I just be a lawyer under the radar and not deal with everybody knowing I made it on a technicality? It's, it was, it was really incredible. It was fun. I feel like oddly enough, I feel like Gina's going to be like center, center, uh, orange energy this season. Possibly. I mean, I, I want to see what I think is interesting is it doesn't seem like Emily gets jealous of Gina and Heather, which is going to be a good move for her. I think like if she can kind of be still really good friends with Gina as Heather brings Gina up. And be like, you know, adjacent to their little click. And then Shannon's going to go psycho. Like this could be a really good spot for Emily, which I never thought I'd say because she just never seemed like she just never seemed like she had like middle, you know, holding the center orange energy potential. But I, I think she, yeah, I agree. I think she could be there this season. Oh no, I'm saying Gina. 
Oh, Gina. Oh yeah. Well, no, I think Gina, they're already kind of like positioning her for it. And I feel like sometimes they position you for failure. I think Emily is going to come up like smelling like roses this season. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see. Um, all right. So winter house obviously is over. There wasn't a new episode this week. It ended the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which I will just say poor planning for Bravo. Horrible planning. I mean, most people, I mean, if I wasn't traveling, I just feel like the day before Thanksgiving is just not a good day because you're either preparing for Thanksgiving at your home, hosting duties, you know, I feel like traveling. Yeah. Like I just feel like spirit. Like I just don't feel like you're thinking, Oh, I got to watch the winter house finale. I just kind of saw because I felt like everybody watched it in different phases and stages. So you just didn't see the memes, the, the interaction and the comments. My biggest thing about winter house is why did we not get a reunion? I don't, unless they had to go straight into filming for something else, but we know they weren't filming for Southern charm yet because they've been, they're filming right now, or they might be wrapping soon, but they've been filming in the fall. This wrapped late February. So we could, I think we could have had a reunion. They weren't filming summer house yet. I'm guessing because, okay. Summer house has already since filmed. I feel like they'll be, I wonder, I kind of wonder, cause Craig will be going into summer house. I with, yeah. Yeah. Like we'll be making appearances. It makes me wonder if they're going to just like kind of combine it all with a summer house reunion. So we get like the full story because I could see them had they done a reunion now, they'd be like, Oh, well, you know, on this season of summer house, you'll see how that plays out or yeah, whatever, maybe. Just, but still, it, I feel like it, we could have deserved it a little bit just because Austin and Lindsay legitimately had a fallout <laughs> as a result of winter house. And, yeah, and well, well, when winter house ended, see had they done a reunion when winter house ended, they weren't horrible. Like Austin ended telling Jason, like you got precious cargo, take care of her. I mean, it was really that watch what happens live. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. So I just think it would have been so fascinating. Had they done a reunion before that watch what happens live and would have had it ready to go. Yeah. And Jules and Gabby clearly aren't friends anymore. Like there's that. I just think we could have deserved at least a watch, um, a reunion at the watch what happens live. Studio. Yeah. They've done that with like, they do that with below deck a lot. The other thing too, is I don't think we're going to see everybody return for summer house. Andrea is still close with everyone. Um, it seems like, uh, Gabby, not so much. And I don't think Gabby's really going to ever do reality TV again. So I feel like we'll just kind of never really get to hear her side of the story. Um, Jules, I think I could see her, you know, sticking around and coming back, but I just don't think everybody that was at winter house, we will see again at summer house. And, and so Jason, it would have been- I actually really do love Jason. And I hate that. He is like the nice, he's the nice guy. We always say when you're too nice for television, yeah, like good drama. But I do think if I'm remembering, I think Jason and Lindsay did date for a minute after the show. I don't know. They were, yeah, long, they did. They did. They did date. I remember seeing him showing up in pictures and things. So it, it fizzles out probably because he was too nice. Oh, so sad. So, um, but that's, I mean, I guess that's really kind of it. I don't think, I mean, all in all, I think they're going to do it again. I think it was a great show. It was unexpected. It was fun seeing new faces. It was fun seeing people from summer house interact with people from Southern charm. We know that they all are kind of like friends. And I think because they're, they're all non housewives, you know, they're not married. It's not about like, 
they're just at a younger phase of life. It was fun watching them all interact together. And then of course, you know, we get Craig and Paige out of this together as a couple and they spent Thanksgiving together. So I mean, it's going strong. Did you see that makeout at the end of them in the elevator? Okay. That was so awkward because obviously they knew a camera was, I'm like, I need more context into how that was shot and why that happened. Like, were they just like, Hey, I mean, that was a little, it felt bachelory. Like, Hey, we need a shot (laughs) of you making out. It did. It did. It just, I don't know. And why the elevator? You know, right. like, like I was like, come on, this is not like we, I'm sure they've made out a hundred other times that you have on camera, like show us something else, but I get it. They're teasing us up, uh, for, for summer house, which of course we're all dying to see, okay, um, hot take on winter house before we go into Potomac. I do think if they do it again, cause we haven't been watching uh, clearly we're not mentioning Vanderpump rules. I gave up on it. It's yeah, it's but I do feel like it would be kind of cool to see like Tom Sandoval in that winter house type environment. Oh, right. Really? I think I don't. Well, I do Sandoval? The drama. Yeah. Well, maybe not Sandoval. I'm just saying anyone from Vanderpump. Oh, okay. I'm open to other people. I think, um, I, I don't think Sandoval will do well with that group. Be, him and Kyle cook are not, they're going to make each other look like the biggest douchebags ever, but it would because, be funny TV. Like the number one guy in the I house. Know, I think it's going to be guy. cringe. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I, I think it'd be cringe because then I think you're going to get Austin in there and it's just going to be too much like bro energy, bro energy. Yeah. But you know what though? I feel like Schwartz would be awesome with that group. Like I could see Schwartz in there. And honestly, I would love to see, Katie and Schwartz go and like Katie definitely is going to butt heads with hubs, both very strong personalities. I'm very curious to see how like Amanda and Paige would respond to Katie. Cause they often talk about how Lindsay's just like this hurricane that comes into the house. Like how would they feel about Katie? Yeah, no, I just think it would be. Yeah. Keep, let's keep crossing gonna, over the non yeah, We're going to keep crossing over. Let's like, I don't know. I'm just like open into that. And last, last hot take for real this time. They need to have confessionals, like ultimate girls trip, like on, if they're going to do winter house again, like have them film confessionals while they're filming, like the confessional room. Like that was like the best thing ever. Cause you're getting the reactions in the moment. And then when they were drunk and they'd go in there together, like I would have loved to have seen like Luke and Craig giving kind of their rundown on what's happening in the house. And like, I just, I think it would have been really funny. I agree. I'm all for the confessional rooms when it's situations like that. All right, let's go into Potomac and Nikki Minaj. We did have Ashley Darby on the podcast this week. It was amazing talking to her. You guys, she is, there was not a single thing we cut. Like when we say like, she's as real as it gets, we opened it by being like, Hey, is there anything off the table? She's like, no, ask me anything. She's like, and she's out there. We, she got a little nervous. I think she was like, wait, what are you guys? Yeah. I know. We're like, we're not trying to expose you. You're good. So we won't talk too much about Ashley's response to Nikki. We'll encourage you to listen to that episode, but Nikki came out swinging the hardest for Ashley. It seemed like Ashley knew it was coming. Cause she said that Nikki, like she's one of the few that Nikki doesn't follow. Which yeah, I didn't even notice that. I didn't notice that either, but she came in hot and I will. Okay. So I'm surprised. I want to know your take before we go into like how we feel Nikki did overall. Did you enjoy Nikki? Um, overall? Yes. I don't, I guess I, I was like wondering like, Oh God, if she really kills it, will it be this thing where we start having celebrity guests on reunions is like the normal part four, you know, because there's a lot of people like, Jennifer Lawrence talks about how much she loves like Roni and like, are we going to start getting these people that have been very vocal about loving housewives and have been on watch what happens live and all that to start doing this. 
I think it's safe to say this is not going to become a trend. I think she, it was great, but I don't, I don't want it for every reunion. Cause I kind of felt like, I felt like it shouldn't have been four parts and it was only four parts because of Nikki. Yeah. I don't think it needed to be four parts, but I did. I loved that Nikki was there. I thought, you know, I loved how surprised the women were. I think there's been so many years of Andy. We all feel like, man, he didn't go hard enough on this or he feels a little biased or you feel like he has a relationship with a certain housewife outside of the show. So I just like that she came in and she did seem very well versed in the show. Like you could tell she was legitimately a fan, but also had no problem going in hard on her. Um, I, I was dying at a couple of things. Um, One (laughs) that how Candace defended Ashley I actually liked that. I was really, I enjoyed seeing that. But I laughed because one of the comments made is you, (laughs) you and Candace are about to have sex. And Nikki, that's a fucking miracle. (laughs) Like Karen in the sideline was like, oh my God, (laughs) these two went from like legitimately hating each other to potentially sleeping with each other. So that made it was very odd that she threw her name into the thruple so quickly. I think she was like, don't leave me out. I'll do it too. I'm just like, Candace, like. You butt heads with Giselle, Robin, and Ashley probably more than anybody. Yeah. So I I just thought that was pretty funny. I also think, and I feel like there's comments that back this up. I feel like Nikki has maybe some homophobic, slightly tendencies because I don't think they're questioning about Juan and Michael Darby and all that. I think Juan's, I think if someone's comfortable in their sexuality, they're not automatically thinking this man, like, I don't know. There's the no way she, I agree. The way she set it up, it almost was like, well, a guy and a girl can't be friends because they're going to want to sleep together if they're straight and two gay guys, even if it's a gay guy and a straight guy, like they can't be friends. Cause eventually someone's like, it almost was like this whole, like none of us can control our sexual urges. Um, and so if, if I'm a female that's attracted to another female, even if that person is straight, it's almost like, well, I'm clearly not going to respect their sexuality. I'm just going to go after them. And this is what's going to happen. Like I, it just felt very like, it just like an outdated way of thinking about people being friends. Like, I think obviously like I have friends that are lesbians and I I'm not thinking that we're going to end up. Hooking well, up and together. it's also, it's yeah, it's an antiquated view. I also know like homophobia and the black community is just something that there's been a lot of work done and there's definitely more work to be done. So I understand um, Nikki's point regarding that, especially for black men. However, I do feel like it's such, I don't know. I I didn't really need it. I didn't really need it. Um, I did love her question about Giselle has her beauty faded. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like how cutthroat is that? Well, how about that? She said, if you had a hundred million dollars would to the women who are marrying older men, would you still marry them? And Ashley, our girl Ashley, said probably honestly. not. She was like, maybe not, maybe not. So I also loved her going in on uh, Mia about strip clubs. Um, does not include steak, maybe chicken wings. I also agree with Nikki on the question about Wendy and just like her transformation. I just Wendy came off out of this reunion looking horrible in my opinion. I miss season one, first season Wendy. I feel like this season Wendy, she got caught up in the fame of it all. 
And she was like, oh, that's a read. Like, I think it's like, yeah, if you say it's a read, it's not a read. Just give it. Like, I I feel like, yeah, she tried too hard. She, I mean, it's this classic, like, sophomore season slump. I think she just tried too hard to keep herself relevant to the point that it she lost authenticity. But um, I did Absolutely. love the question about uh, Eddie's uh, following what was it? Big booty, booty models. Big yeah. Booty models. <laughs> ah, I loved it, but okay. So the, the moment of moments is <clears throat> her talking about Candace and her singing and drive back the comments about the all album sales when she was like, wait, so, you know, Candace is like, yeah, drive backs had a, you know, a half a million downloads. And so Nikki's like, wait, but I'm asking you about the album sales. Like how many albums have you sold? And, you know, Candace immediately is like, no, I mean, like I have, you know, she's like, that's not it. And she's like, wait, 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 I have it. And everyone's chirping on the side and it's like, wait, girl, you should know this. Like, you should know this offhand, like how many albums you sold. And when she said like 20,123, whatever it was, Nikki's face, I about died. She didn't say anything. She was just like, okay. <laughs> I did love that. She's like, I want to hear you sing acapella. And Candace like really kind of freaked out about it, which she ended up doing great. Like, I felt like, I don't know if they adjusted it for TV or anything, but she sounded great to to those of us watching it at home. But the way she was so nervous, it made me feel like she doesn't, she can't really do many verses acapella without auto tune. But we hear her sing so much throughout the show. Like, yeah, I have a little, I, I mean, I'm not a singer, but you know, Candace likes to walk in the room. It's like, hello, everybody. Like she does a yeah. lot of that. So, I mean, I feel like she can sing. I just think the pressure has she fucked that up. Nikki would like roast her even more. Yeah. But she did I, I get that. She did great. And then her, I didn't. Okay. So Chris said he didn't like all the questions. The, and I think it was like the questions maybe about more about their marriage, but it came across as he was upset about the singing. And I don't think that was what he was upset about, but it was just odd to me that he got so angry. And then like, was talking to like when Andy was like, you know, your wife did amazing. And he's like, I'm pissed off right now. Like it was just seemed kind of weird. It, it was a little weird because I, I felt like everything ultimately what came out of, you know, the Candace, Chris, um, Ma, is her mom named Dorothy? I want to say it's yes. Dorothy. All that drama is that like, everyone's like, man, you got to back up your man. Like, I felt like it was all like in favor and supportive of Chris. So I'm, I feel like we're missing something there. And Nikki did say on Twitter that there's a lot of unseen footage and a lot of things that got cut. So I wonder if that was part of it. So we were missing some context. Yeah. I just would have liked for him to walk up and like the first thing he say to her is like, you did amazing. Yeah. yeah. She was nervous. You could tell she didn't really want to do it. And then she did. And like all the women even were like, you're so impressed with her. I think it was Mia was like, I'll buy, I'm going to buy that album now. That's not (laughs) low budget to me. Like that was sweet. You know, I'm like, even though, you know, Mia who can't really stand her is like supporting her. And the first thing Chris says is like, I'm pissed. I don't know. I just feel like she just sang in front of Nicki Minaj. Like it would have been nice to be like, Oh my God, you did amazing. I'm a little upset or I'm upset. Like you don't have to minimize your feelings, but like he didn't even like 
sharing that excitement for her. And Andy couldn't wait to come over and give her like a hug. It was just kind of bizarre. No, you're but again, right. We probably missed something. A thousand percent. You're so right. And I, I look Andy, you, we can always tell after years and years and watching him, he was giddy as fuck watching it all. Like he was, that was genuine. Yeah, that was genuine. He was smiling from ear to ear. Like it was probably fun for him to like have tequila and have some heat off his back and help and the questioning. So it was, I thought it was fun. It was great. I'm open for a guest host again. If it felt like authentic and organic, the way that came through, I don't want Michael Rappaport, um, yeah. reunions, but I'm open, you know, to other fans. That, I mean, there's definitely like, you think, you think about like the regular, the celebrity regulars or the people who've been on like three or four times on watch what happens live. I think there's, possibly a door open to consider it, but it has to be like a super fan, like Nicki Minaj, who knew every season, who like really knew her shit when she went into it. It wasn't somebody who's just like, Oh, I just started watching this. And now I'm going to talk about it to be relatable to the, to the masses. Um, it has to be, it has to be a celebrity super fan. And I, I would be open to it. I just think maybe it's like a, a half part. I just don't think Nikki needed a full part. Yeah, that's fair. That's but, fair. Um, I will say I'm very disappointed. I did not watch Portia's family, whatever it's called, family gathering. Family thing. matters. Family matters. Um, I'm very, very disappointed though, that after such an incredible Salt Lake City episode, we just got nothing. Like which they just gave them the week off. I know. But the scheduling right now for Bravo needs, needs some work. I will say, cause I'm not into Vanderpump. I'm like, eh, about OC. It's giving me room for my, my other shit. <laughs> right. But it kind of makes me sad. Cause it's like, I like, I felt like I was like Tuesday, nothing on Bravo Wednesday. I guess I'll watch OC as unfolding laundry. Like last night, you know, it's just like, other than Sunday, I feel like, and now at Potomac done, it's like, I really just have Salt Lake city to yeah. look forward to. But it's we're, just- you know what? We're so fucking greedy as fans because wh- when we have like four, we're like, oh my God, there's too much Bravo going But on. I always think we are like, it's a great problem to have. Like, I just feel like, so now Potomac's done, Winter House done. Nobody's really watching Pump. OC, meh. Really all that we have to look forward to is Salt Lake City every week now. Yeah, that was, you're right. You're right. I don't know. Jersey's not coming on until 2022, guys. We've got some time there. Obviously, Southern Charm is still in the works. Summer House is going to be in February. I can't wait for Summer House. I so Summer House know. will be great, but we've, we've got a couple months. And yeah, I think Salt Lake will get us through. And we still have a few more Girls Trip episodes. But I just, I'm like, I need, I need something big to come through. Maybe it's something on another network. It doesn't have to be Bravo, but I feel like we're missing something. Yes. Um, all right, let's go to shout outs. Uh, who's your shout out this week, Vanessa? My shout out this week goes to the account Things I Bought and Liked. So I don't know, maybe you follow her, but the premise of this account is legitimately Things I Bought and Liked. The woman who runs this account has been running it for a couple years and she's done it anonymously and doesn't want any, um, she does well enough in her life. She's, I mean, I feel like this is like a rich bitch who doesn't need endorsements or anything from brands. So she decided this week to utilize her power as an influencer and requested brands to clear out teachers' wish lists. And I just thought it was amazing use of her platform. And I just am all about helping teachers. And I just thought it was pretty incredible that she trolled brands into doing good love to when like, um, brands agreed to do it. Like, um, 
if like a jeans company did, she would be like, thanks for not leaving us out there. Like she would like keep throwing digs at their competitors as a way to thank them. Uh, and then with Sam's club came forward and she was like, all right, what are we talking here? 5,000. I'll, um, block all the 5,000, like we'll promote you $10,000. I'll block all the Costco samples. 15,000 gets you like, you know, I'll shut up. None of the above. And they go, how about 15,000, all of the above? I just think it's like cool watching these brands. I know it's a social media manager who's probably 23 years old, but the interactions back with her have been really funny. Yeah, no, I think it's been really great. And just what an incredible use of a platform. Um, And that shit takes a lot of work. So I applaud her and I just think that's awesome. So that's my shout out. How about you? My shout out goes to all the people not doing Elf on the Shelf. I was shocked. (laughs) At the amount I did that meme on a whim last night because I saw somebody posted like, oh my God, I almost forgot to do my elf, ran downstairs, created a little scene for the guy. And now I you know, can finally go back to bed 45 minutes later. And I was just like, oh my God, like I can't, I can't add more stress and anxiety to my plate than needed around the holidays. And so a little elf just for me, it would be a source of that. And so I created that meme and so many of you have sent messages, have commented, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna say, I think it's great if you do it and you like it. I think where I have the problem is it feels like it's one of those things where the people that do it and that don't like it, it's like, they want everyone else to be miserable with them. And I have so many mom friends or like, you know, my kids friends, moms that are like, what do you mean? You don't do the elf. You have to do the elf. And I just, I hate when someone says you have to do anything. So for those of us that don't do it and we sleep peacefully in December, that's my shout out for the non-elfers. Wow. What an end to a show. (laughs) And you guys know where we're coming at you now. If you want to make it nice this month in December or really any time of the year, leaving a five-star rating is always a lovely thing to do. Go ahead, scroll up right now while you're listening, tap one, two, three, four, five stars. And if you have an extra 15 seconds, leave us a written review. These are the things that help us get Ashley Darby, Ashley motherfucking Darby on our show are these ratings and gets us noticed by hopefully bigger and better things to come for us. So please, please, please continue to leave your reviews. And if you want to support us monetarily and skip Starbucks for a week, go ahead and sign up for our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. You can join for as little as $3 a month. And what we provide for you there on Patreon, if you're new to our show, what we provide is weekly hot takes on pop culture headlines and things that happen behind the scene on Bravo. So we give you um, an episode a week. And then if there's anything additional or juicy happening, we give you some more there too. So with that, we will catch you next week.